If building your website has been on your to-do list for way too long, you are going to love this episode. I'm actually feeling a little bit like a kid in a candy store today because we are talking about one of my favorite things. Okay, if you're struggling right now with building your website, you might be thinking, Susanne, are you crazy? This is a nightmare. I'm so stressed out. There's no amount of yogic breathing that's helping me here. And I get it, because before I built my first website, I was stressed out by it too. I was intimidated by hosting, and basically, I had no idea what I was doing. But then I did it, and it actually wasn't as difficult as I thought it would be. And when I finally launched it, I was so proud. That was back in 2013, and it was a yoga retreat directory, Yubunga, where you could search for yoga retreats all over the world. It's not live anymore, but it was such a fun project. The thing is, I never would have hired someone back then to build this website for me. I didn't have the money for that. If I wouldn't have figured out how to do it myself, I honestly don't know if I would have my business today. It really started everything. Mostly it helped me build my confidence, I think, and that I could do this. And I want that for you too. So let's get started. Hey there, welcome to the Blissful Bliss Podcast. I'm your host, Susanne Reicher, here to help yoga and wellness entrepreneurs build a thriving online business. If you're ready to make a bigger impact and earn money online, you are in the right place. Each week you learn about websites, digital products, social media strategies, and what's working now to build your online business. And now let's get started. As you begin to design a new website, there are a few important things to know before building your site that can really improve both the site's quality and how efficiently you can create it. In other words, these things can save you a lot of time and money. So I have prepared five questions for you today that you need to answer before you start building your website. The first question you should ask yourself is, why do you need a website? What actionable objectives are you hoping to achieve with it? For example, if you just want people to be able to find you online, but you don't plan on being very active and, for example, blog or sell things online, it's a very different requirement than if you want to sell retreats, you have a podcast, and you plan to sell online courses. Both is totally fine. You can just have a website with some contact information and what you do, or you could have a bigger online presence. And of course, this can change and evolve. So you might not want a shop yet, but maybe in a few years. You don't need to decide on this today. The thing is, there is no correct answer. In fact, these questions could be answered in a wide variety of ways, but it's important to know your answer and have clarity on the goal of your website. So here are some possible goals. Promote your brand or business and grow your client base. Sell products, sell your services, grow your email list. So this is relevant when you plan to sell an online course, of course. 
or simply provide information. I want you to take a moment and think about your goals and write down one to three goals, what you want your website to do for you and your business. This brings us to question number two. What platform do you want to use? Just a few years ago, this wouldn't even have been a question because the only option was to get someone to program your website in HTML, for example. It was all very techy and impossible for most people to design their own website. I know that I would have been lost and unable to do it. Thankfully, today things are different and you have a lot of options to get a website up without knowing anything about coding or HTML or all of that. The most popular option is WordPress and it's what I use. Actually, if you want numbers, unbelievable 35% of the internet is powered by WordPress, according to a survey published by Netcraft. WordPress started as a CMS, short for Content Management System, for bloggers. It allowed people to set up a blog without knowing how to program a website, and it has grown into this full-blown page builder that is used by really famous brands like BBC America or MTV News. WordPress is free, totally free, but you need to get your own hosting and pay for your domain. You do this by signing up with a hosting company like Bluehost or SiteGround. After you paid for your hosting, you normally can set up WordPress with one click right from your hosting dashboard, and then you can start building your website. Okay, now it gets a little bit confusing. This is WordPress.org the free version where you need your own hosting package. There is also WordPress.com. This is a company that uses the WordPress CMS, but packages it together with hosting. So they make it a little bit easier if you're scared about the hosting and stuff, but it's also more expensive if you want to have the same options like installing premium themes and plugins. I don't recommend using WordPress.com. Actually, I think it's best if you forget they exist right away. Um, I mean, this. I recommend WordPress.org, and this is what I mean when I talk about WordPress. It's the self-hosted version, and this is what you get when you sign up on WordPress.org or when you sign up with a hosting company like SiteGround and install WordPress through their platform. If you don't want to handle hosting and you want things really simple, another great option that I recommend is Squarespace. Here you sign up with a company, Squarespace, and you pay a monthly fee. They handle registering your domain and hosting, and they offer you templates that you can then customize um, that define the layout of your website. This is easier, but also you have a lot less flexibility and you pay a little bit more. You also pay extra if you want to add a shop or you need more than one website, so it can really add up. But if you like their designs, their templates all look very slick and polish and you want to keep things simple, it's a great option. Another option is Wix, also very popular and similar to Squarespace. I'll add the links to the show notes so you can check all of them out. 
And then there are a lot of other tools, like I think GoDaddy has a website builder, MailChimp has a website builder, and um, I don't really recommend them. I would choose between WordPress, the self-hosted version, Squarespace, and Wix. Those are the three platforms that I recommend. Choosing your website platform is an important decision because it's not easy to change that. When you move, for example, from Wix to WordPress, you probably have to rebuild mostly everything from scratch. That's okay. That's easy to handle when you only have a handful of pages. But of course, you also get used to working with that platform. And you know, it's never really um nice or comfortable or easy to get used to something else. I know, I'm just trying to switch from using Apple Mail to Gmail. And yes, it takes a lot of effort. So if you can avoid that by choosing the right platform right from the start, it's going to make your life a little bit easier. So if you already know that you want to have, for example, a shop, an event calendar for your retreats or workshops, landing pages and a sales page, and all that soon or in the next year because you really want to build an online business, you should choose a platform that can do all that easily. And I would choose WordPress. This is what I would do. This doesn't mean that it's the best solution for everybody. But if you want to go with WordPress, it's what I teach in my course, Blissful Websites, and it's what I use on my website and for all my client websites. So moving on, the next question is, what will be your website address? Your website address is how people will find you on the internet. It's your domain name. For example, mine is susannereike.com. That com is the top level domain, which is normally connected to your country, like .co.uk for the UK or .de for Germany. .com is used by businesses in the US, but also by international businesses like mine. Generally speaking, most people pick a domain that matches their business name and want a top-level domain that's most familiar to most people, like .com or .de if your business is in Germany. But what do you do when your business name is already associated with another domain or another business? Thankfully, there are a ton of new and innovative domain suffixes that you can use. For example, .co or .me or .yoga or even local places. Like if you're a local business in London, or like a local yoga studio, you could get the domain My Business or MyYogaStudio.London. Getting a .com domain is mostly better because it's more common and it's easier to remember for people. But it can be difficult if you have a more common name, so it might be worth exploring alternative domain names for your website. If you're not sure yet what your name should be, I always strongly recommend using your name for your business if it's just you. If you have a yoga studio and you represent more people or another kind of business where you represent more people, you need a brand name. But if it's just you, you are the brand and using your name, in my opinion, works best. Listen to my How to Name Your Business podcast episode from April 6th if you want to learn more about this. 
When you know what your website address should be, you can check if it is available. For example, on a website called namecheck.com. This site will also check available social media handles, which is great because whenever possible, you want to use the same name everywhere. It's namecheck.com and I'll add the link to the show notes. So you know your website address. Next, you should know a bit about what you want your brand to look like online. This is question number four. When you hire a designer, you can work on this with her or him, but it's a good idea if you already have an idea what you like so you can brief them. And I guess you do. I mean, come on, we all know what we like and what we don't like, right? The process of designing your site will be much simpler and more efficient if you already know what you want. What's your color palette? What fonts do you like? And most important, what feeling do you want your website visitors to experience when they come to your website? Should they feel calm and relaxed? So you would choose some muted soft colors. Or should they feel more energized and excited? Then you could choose some bright, strong colors. I always start a new website project with research. And my favorite tool to start is Pinterest. This might be surprising for you if you still think that Pinterest is only for wedding inspiration and decorating tips. There's so much more on there. You can search, for example, for brand color board or website design, and you'll get tons of great examples. Create a secret board that only you can see or share with your designer and start pinning. It's really, really great. You just give it a try. I promise you're going to love it. Moving on to the last question. What images are you going to use? Images have such a huge impact. They really can make your brand and it will make a big difference if you have high quality, professional looking photos on your website instead of some random snapshots or maybe even worse, just stock photography. I know this is a real challenge, especially if you're just starting out. I get it. I've been there. On my first website that I created to sell marketing services a few years ago, I just had a tiny picture of me on the homepage and otherwise I used stock photos. Guess how many clients I get through that website? Exactly zero. All the clients I found came word of mouth or I knew them from somewhere else, which can work. But if you want your website to help you sell your services, you need to set it up in a way that it will build a connection with your potential customers. They need to feel that they know you, like you, and trust you before they even buy from you. And that's where great photos and also videos come in. So why didn't I have photos on my web homepage? Because I thought I didn't have any that were good enough because I was uncomfortable to put myself out there. I'm not a model and I don't like to be in front of the camera. And there are very, very few pictures where I think I look good. And I know probably you can relate to that because I think most of us are like that. Here's what I did. I invested in a photo shoot with a professional photographer and I was so happy that I did that. The results were amazing. 
This is the best option, obviously, but if you can't afford a photographer yet, maybe you have a friend whose hobby is photography and that you can ask. Or maybe you even play with the tripod and the timer on your phone to take some great selfies. The point is you need pictures of you, of your face um, for your website, and you want to have them before you start. And there you have it, the five things you need to know before building your website. Number one, what's the purpose of your website? Number two, what platform do you want to use? Number three, what will be your website address? Number four, what should your brand look like online? And number five, what images are you going to use? If you have the answers to these questions, you are ready to either brief a website designer or get started building your website yourself, for example, with my help. If you want to learn more, I have a live five-day website challenge coming up where I'm going to teach you everything you need to know to get an amazing website, all my favorite tools and resources, and so much more. We start November 2nd and you can go to susannereicher.com forward slash challenge to sign up. It's totally free and it's for you if you don't have a website yet or you have a website but you are not 100% happy with it and you would like to improve it. I would love to see you there. Go to susannereicher.com forward slash challenge to sign up. I'll also add the link to the show notes, of course. All right. Thanks so much for hanging out with me this week on my podcast. I can't wait to do it again. Same time, same place next week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Blissful Biz podcast. If you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes. This would mean the world to me. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to never miss a new episode. To learn more about how to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, my courses and membership, or to get instant access to freebies, workshops, and more, go to susannereicher.com right now. Thanks for tuning in and see you next time. Hey there, interrupting for a short announcement. I'm hosting a virtual bootcamp to help you kickstart your online business from May 6th to May 10th, and I would love to see you there. It's the make your first or next $5,000 online bootcamp, and you can save your spot for this free virtual event when you go to my website, susannereicher.com forward slash bootcamp. That's S-U-S-A-N-N-E-R-I-E-K-E-R.com forward slash bootcamp. I'm going to go live every day from Monday to Friday with a live training on how to elevate your vision, choose your profitable niche, amplify your content, nail down your signature offer to make your first or next $5,000. I can't believe how freaking fun, valuable and powerful this virtual event is going to be. You'll get five live stream trainings, all of the recordings in case you can't make it live or need to leave early, access to my new community, the Midlife Biz Hive, including tons of additional trainings for you to dive in, the chance to ask any questions in our calls or in the community, 
It'll be amazing. This event is a real game changer, whether you're just starting out or you've been at it for a while, but feeling a bit stuck around the maybe $2,000 to $3,000 monthly mark. If you're eager for more and ready to figure out the online business puzzle, this is the perfect place to kickstart your journey to bigger and better results.